was blown by, okay, actually, living out our faith looks so different in so many ways. And actually, one of that is a lifestyle response. And it's hearing the call of injustice and saying, what can I do about that as an individual? And for me, environmental justice is a huge thing. Hello and welcome to the Together podcast, a conversation about faith, justice and how to change the world. I'm Dan and today I'm joined by Kat and Chris. How are you doing guys? Yeah, doing good, thanks. Yeah, not bad, thanks. So we've got a really good episode to look forward to. Um, In this episode we'll be hearing from Less Waste Laura, the environmental activist and TEDx speaker. So Laura chatted to Chris about growing her blog and social media platform and gave us some tips for how we do the same and use that that space for good. Um, So as always, before the interview, it's time for What in the World? Or should I say, the Christmas version, what in the joy to the world? (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to what in the joy to the world, um, where we discuss some of the big talking points. And coming up to Christmas, the biggest talking point of all time is... Whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. One thousand percent. I refuse to, I refuse to take any other answer. And so in this section we're gonna be looking at Christmas movies. So guys, what are your Christmas film favourites that you watch every year? Home Alone. Yeah? Always. Every year. All right. four of those. All four. Good films. I feel like three three is like <laughs> the canon. Once you get actually only one and two. Once you get into three or four, it gets a bit it's not it's not even the same guy. I was about to say, are there really four? Yeah, there's four. I thought like there's five, even. There might be five, actually. But the fourth one, kind of, yeah, I don't like the fourth one, but I actually think the third one is is good. Is that still Macaulay Corklin? No. Oh. Uh. But the kid's, the kid's cute, so I just watch it. it has like a, he's just sick, and he's got a bowl haircut. <laughs> it's great. We love a bowl haircut. <laughs> uh, mine is Jingle All The Way. It's an absolute classic. Mm. There was like mm. a proper moment in the 90s, I feel, where Arnold Schwarzenegger was just doing films that didn't suit him. <laughs> like that kindergarten cop twins and um yeah jingle all the way is like the upper echelon of those i love it yeah it's good it's good do you love a bit of elf yeah elf is a good one i you know what? i do like elf but i feel like the moment when it got huge was something that i just wasn't really aware of <laughs> like, like people like live and die by elf and i'm just like yeah it's a good film yeah i don't i wouldn't make it traditional but i think it's probably because everyone in my household just don't like it so It'll just be me watching it. Um, so I kind of don't really... I don't make a tradition where I watch it every year, but yeah. I don't mind watching it. It's great. I like all the memes. What about yours? What's your favourite? Elf would probably be up there. I really enjoyed Christmas Chronicles last year. Ooh. Netflix film. I don't even you didn't know say I, I write Netflix. I write Netflix for their like, Christmas movies. Kat, how, how early do you start your Christmas movie watching? Um, You've started already, I bet. Yeah, obviously. I started in November. Um, I, st- I start around probably like mid-November. I think November is when I start getting Christmassy. And then, yeah, that's when all the films kick in. But I'm pretty sure I watched a Christmas movie in October this year. October? Yeah. Nah, that's too much. you got to get into it. That's too much. Have you had a mince pie yet? No, no. I don't really like mince pie, so... <laughs> so, guys, I'm going to test your Christmas movie knowledge and obviously anyone listening in can take part in this but we're going to do a christmas film quiz i have seven questions for you 
all mm. based on knowledge from different Christmas films. So obviously you're competing against each other. We're going to do a buzzer type system, so you can buzz in at any time. Um, Chris, you your buzzer is making the sound of Rudolph the reindeer. The sound of Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, whatever he no. would sound like. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, you interpret that however you'd like. It. Um, and Kat, your buzzer sound is uh, the sound of a turkey. A Christmas turkey. <laughs> um, so you guys can mix that up. You can do different buzzers for the different questions if you really want to, depending on how Rudolph and the turkey are feeling. Um, but whoever buzzes in first will get the chance to answer the question. If you get it wrong, you just get locked out of that question and then it gets um, thrown across to the other person. So, cool. are we ready? We're ready. Great. So, question number one. Christmas was all around in the British ensemble comedy Love Actually, but who played the UK Prime Minister who fell in love with a member of his staff? <laughs> <laughs> I think you could do better than that, Chris. What the? Chris. I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Um, I'm going for Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant is correct. Come on. One for Chris. Okay, next question coming up. So, in um, the Christmas shopping hit Jingle All The Way, you'll find the film, Chris. I'm expecting to hear Rudolph in it. What was the name of the trendy toy his son desperately wanted? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Chris. Turbo Man. Turbo Man is correct. Well done, Chris. So, Chris is winning... 2-0. 2-0. Come on. I'm not going to win this. I don't know any of these answers. I'm really bad. Question number three. Macaulay Culkin Ooh. was home for the holidays in the blockbuster Home Alone. So you said this is your favourite film, right? Oh this no, is no, no this is really bad. I don't know names. So in Home Alone, which city did his family visit, leaving him behind to fend off burglars? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are you again? <laughs> What's that? It's a turkey. It's a bit more of a gobble, the turkey. In New York? No! What? Oh no, not the home second one. Home oh, no. One. Chris, oh, it's no. opened up to you. Home, one, home Alone 1, which city uh, did his family gosh. visit? I thought you meant which city it was set. They flew in. I know they flew in, but flying both of them. Where did they go? I think I know where it is. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just guess a city, Chris. I was going to just go for Paris. Paris is right! Come on! Paris is right! (laughs) Yeah, they're travelling to Paris for Christmas. I actually didn't even know that. What an incredible (laughs) guess. Okay, so, Chris, you're on three. Kat, you're on zero, heading into question number four. In the recent Netflix hit, Christmas Chronicles, who plays Santa Claus's wife? Oh no. I have no clue. I have no idea for actors. That's literally, I don't have any knowledge of any names of famous people. Is it a British film? No, it's American. I don't even remember what she looked like. Well, it's, here's a clue. It's the person who plays... Have, have, already, have you seen the film? No. Yeah, I've seen okay. the film. The person who plays Santa Claus is his wife in real life. I don't know who plays Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know why, but all I had was Catherine Zeta-Jones come to my head. <laughs> I swear she hasn't done a film for like five years. Yeah, yeah, you're a little bit, little bit out there, Chris. But so the correct answer was Goldie Horn, uh, who is married to Kurt Russell, who plays Santa Claus. So. I no idea. Right, so you need to, you need to go back and watch that and make sure you're okay. clued up in time for the Christmas quiz in 2020. Cool, I'm ready. 
So, question five. In the cheery romantic comedy The Holiday, Cameron Diaz swaps homes with Kate Winslet and falls for which British actor? I've not seen it. <gasps> I don't know actors. I generally just don't know any of them. Who is it? Yeah. Uh, Colin Firth. I just thought it was a decent. That's a no, decent, that's a guess, decent shout it? for a Christmas British actor. It's a bit old for her, though. No, it? the correct answer is Jude Law. Ah, good old Jude. So, question number six. We're going back in time a little bit to a film that was voted the best Christmas movie ever. Um, what is the name of the town in It's a Wonderful Life? <laughs> you guys were too young for this, haven't we? I, I haven't even seen it. I've never watched the whole thing. I've watched bits. Isn't it black and white? It is black and white. Yeah, yeah. don't watch movies that are black <laughs> and white. <laughs> That's your category. Like, no, definitely not. Uh, Tinseltown? No, not Tinseltown. Good guess. Is that close? No, nowhere near. The, it's an actual town. The, it's a fictional town. Um, I'm going to give you the answer because I don't think you'll ever get it. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Bedford Falls. Wow. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Lovely. I wonder if it's similar to the Bedford of the United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Well, just next to Milton Keynes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. Okay, seventh and last question. The Polar Express. You seen that one? No. Yeah. Became a huge holiday favourite in the mid-2000s. Star Tom Hanks worked overtime playing multiple roles. But how many characters did he play? Uh, I've got multiple choice for you if you want multiple okay. choice. Yeah. Uh, did he play three characters, six characters, or nine characters? Well. <laughs> That's getting less turkey like every single time. I can't even do it. Okay, um, I'm going to go B. Six characters. The answer is. Six characters. Woo! And you've pulled it out of the bag, Cat. Last question. Amazing. <laughs> Meaning you're not left pointless. <laughs> but the final score is Chris with three, Cat with one. Come Guys, on. if you're listening and you got seven out of seven, we'd love to know just to celebrate that somebody knew the town to a <laughs> <laughs> wonderful life. Um, Congratulations, Chris. We don't Thank have a crown, much. but we've got a Santa hat that you can wear That'll do. for your achievement. So whether you think Die Hard is indeed a Christmas film or not, there's plenty of great ones to choose from. So if you're like us and love the Christmas season, then make sure you follow us on Instagram at We Are Tear Fund, where we've got lots of great festive content in our daily advent calendar posts. But now it's time to listen in to Chris's conversation with Laura Young. I'm Laura. I run an environmental blog it's kind of like being an ethical influencer it's called less waste laura Mm -hmm. i've been running it for almost two years it's all about living sustainably as an individual and how we can do that and the best way we can do that it all came about because of my academic background studying geography and then Mm -hmm. studying a master's in environmental protection and management but I am now currently working for Tier Fund. I'm working here for a year as the Scotland Youth and Young Adults Manager. Big up Scotland. Big up Scotland, <laughs> big up the nations. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, do geography, and uh, what was the master's in? 
So I did geography and environmental science four years as an undergrad. And cool. then I have just finished my master's in environmental protection and management from Edinburgh University. So was that always the plan? Did you always know this is kind of the route you wanted to go down? I was one of the classic, what, what are you good at at school? Yeah, go yeah. do that at uni. And I just happened to fall in love with it and fall in love with nature and the outdoors yeah. and learning about it. And my plan was always go to uni, do something you love, and then something will happen at the end of it. Mm. And at the end of it, I had a panic, but then I realised, actually, I love this. I want to study it more. I want to yeah. do it again. And so that's what led me to the master's. And then I just felt God's calling and all the work that Tier Fun is now doing with the campaign, the rubbish campaign and the mm. environmental climate change stuff. I just thought, this is it. This is exactly where I'm placed. And part of my story, my faith story, involves Tier Fund. And it was almost... God was being so obvious and I'm glad he was um, with where he thought my life was going to go after that. Yeah. So, okay. So you say like, so a bit of your faith journey and God being obvious, which is great because we always want that big like moment where God's like, hey, do this with your life. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what was happening before that then? So like you said, you started the blog two years ago. Why was it then that you decided to start it? So I, my journey to less waste and environmental stuff all began on a New Year's Day trip. So everyone was talking about New Year's resolutions and I thought, I don't really have one. Um, what could I do it on? And it was on a walk that we saw plastic on the beach. And I mm. thought, this is it. Like, I study this. I know that this is an issue. How can I start living it out? How can I teach people what I learn at uni? How can I make that more accessible? But also, how can I just share my tips and just make it really easy for people to make switches? But during university, it's such an important time in your life. And I mm. think faith can go one of many ways and mine was rocky and I didn't really know what God's plan for my life was and I kind of thought I have no idea what I want to do I don't even know how to go about it how do I listen Mm. to God's call and in my final year of uni so I'd started this blog in the January so I was maybe a couple of months in to the year nearing the end of my university journey and Mm. seeing that cliff And I went to what was then a together weekend. So it was the tier fund one in Edinburgh. And my mind was blown Mm. by, okay, actually living out our faith looks so different in so many ways. Mm. And actually one of that is a lifestyle response. And it's Mm. hearing the call of injustice and saying, what can I do about that as an individual? Mm. And for me, environmental justice is a huge thing. It was what I'd studied. It was what my blog was about. And suddenly I went, actually... This is what I'm passionate about. And this is, I feel like this is now pulling my faith together. And after that weekend, it honestly changed everything. Yeah. It changed my outlook. I suddenly saw university, my blog, my future, and my faith as one thing. Yeah. And God's call was overwhelming. And I knew that this blog was more than just a blog. It was actually a way of me working and living yeah. through Christ. That led me on to study it more. I thought I need to learn more. I need to know about this field. I need to live out environmental justice, but I need to go and use my privilege to be able to study it more. Yeah. And then it really took off and it rocketed. Yeah. And now we are here, you know, a, a year and a half later, this job at Tier Fund came up and I thought empowering people like I was empowered two years ago at the Together Weekend and also using my knowledge of the environmental stuff. So it's been a full journey of two years ago being at a together weekend Mm. and feeling totally inspired doing the persona test and knowing that's what I was doing 
last year I spoke at the Edinburgh one. <laughs> so I thought, wow, full circle. Yeah. You know, I was at it and I'm speaking at it. And now we're here, another massive circle of actually planning this next yeah. one and thinking, how can I get the same sort of inspiration into the next yeah. one? It's amazing to think, like you said, having you started that blog in January, having no real idea that it was all kind of mm-hmm. heading into this perfect direction. Yeah. Just like, boom, this is it. This is like, if not for like <laughs> ever, like this is what you're called to right now. Um, like, how did you even get to the Together Weekend? What got you there? My mum. <laughs> I think it was one of these things where at uni, I just, I lost it. And I think mm. if you lose your faith, it's so difficult. Mm. And it's not for my own strength, but it's from God. But actually people were praying for me. People were looking for chances for me to get back into it. Mm. And Tear Fund is so relevant. And actually this Together Weekend was talking about issues like the environment and issues about fashion and issues about hunger and poverty and refugees and that's actually really interesting. So yeah. rather than my mum going, oh, Laura, I've seen this um, really fun weekend of like <laughs> boring Bible studies. It was Laura, <laughs> Tear Fund's doing this amazing weekend and they've got some really topical speakers. I don't know, it's in Edinburgh. Do you want to yeah. go? If, if I buy you a ticket, do you want to go? And I thought, no, that's the last thing I want to do. I, I don't. And because I wasn't in a place, but actually God was working and yeah. he was getting people around me to see these opportunities and take them up. Yeah. And that's how I ended up going. So it was a total accident. Yeah. But actually it was it was all in the plan. And so I turned up by myself. I totally wow. I went on my own. And this was when it was a weekend away. So I was like, <laughs> like locked in. I was like, like if this is bad, <laughs> I'm gonna be stuck with people I don't know. And it was amazing. And you're like they're Christian as well. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be awful. And, and you know I, there were so many reasons that I shouldn't have gone. You know, I was yeah. by myself, I was in a rocky place, but actually I went and it couldn't have been better. Yeah, that's awesome. And like you, you can speak as much or as little into this as you want. Mm-hmm. But being in that rocky place, would you say for you, part of that was it kind of this like this this world of justice that I'm interested in seems like it's not compatible with this faith, or like it's not interested in it? A hundred percent. I think. How many times have we heard the creation story? Mm. And how many times does it mention climate change? I think growing up, you never hear about environmental justice in the creation story you don't hear about jesus's miracles using the earth you just hear about nice little bible stories and you Mm. never connect the two and so when i was out on this one woman sort of i'm going to save the world i'm going to save the planet it never occurred to me that this is actually something god wanted Mm. it almost when you're in that sort of that place of being like a distant faith you're like god's against me everything's against me why is it so hard to be a christian and on top of that why is it so hard to fight for our world Mm. why is our planet dying and it's this actually you need to flip that Mm. and be like no god made us this earth and wants us to care for it and wants to help us care for it and actually so i started the blog in the january and the together weekend was you know three four months on Mm. the first few months of doing that blog were so difficult Mm. and Actually, as soon as I gave it over to God, it just became so easy and it yeah. skyrocketed. And it, and actually God was saying, look, with me, we are a team yeah. and I will help this and it will flourish with my help. Yeah. And that was the best thing ever because just realizing I can't do this on my own. Yeah. But actually, it's the best help ever. Yeah, and you've been pretty humble with like, you're just like, I just started a blog, but it's pretty big. <laughs> it's pretty big. Um, like, how's that been for you, just kind of seeing it grow and the impact it's having? It's been crazy. Um, 
definitely did not did not start it to get to where it is today. Mm. And I think sometimes I forget where it is. So people who maybe haven't came across it when they see how big it is, they wow, that's amazing. Do you know yeah. how you, you have a massive influence? And I think I've just been so humbled to think that there are people listening to what I say mm. and definitely continually turning back and going, right, where where are you wanting me to go with this? And what are you wanting me to say? And just yeah. being continually thoughtful about what it is but yeah it's huge and I th- I sometimes forget to just be thankful for it and yeah. say actually it's amazing and I think as it's grown I've also just been so who can I give this to who can I give this to and who can, yeah. whose other message so last week I was on holiday and I thought this is time for me to get away from it get away from the mm. screen and I turned it I logged out I turned it off and I gave away the username and password to uh-huh. seven people fighting for seven different things Mm. and so I thought that's a day they can take so each day it was someone different and it's fighting for their own thing and actually it's about God didn't just give me less ways Laura to fight for environmental justice he gave me a platform of nearly 30,000 people for me to influence about lots of different issues so what other issues like poverty and hunger and refugees and it's about giving that space to other people as well yeah I get there's a few things in there one of the things is, I think it's interesting that, you know, like you said, people come up to you and be like, wow, I've got such a massive platform. But actually, like, when you started, <laughs> pretty tough. Like, yeah. How did that feel? Did it kind of just feel like speaking into the wind? Yeah. I mean, so the funny, so the, the if you look at the statistics, <laughs> so it took me a year to get 5,000 followers. Mm. And then it took me a month to get the second five. That's insane. And it's insane because for for ages... It was me speaking to friends and family yeah. and my little 60 followers. Yeah. And it just trickles and it slowly trickles to now not even notice. It. I mean, for me, coming from Scotland, I remember working out what size of the population I had. <laughs> and it was actually like not point not one percent of And I was like, that's huge. Yeah. And actually, you know That's the geography in you. <laughs> it's the geography in me. And you know, looking at actually my university at Dundee had 14,000 students. Mm. I have double my university following me. And when you think about how careful a university is, for example, about sharing anything, Mm. it has to go through so many people. It has to be vetted. It has to be copied. Yeah. But I'm just me posting about it. And so it's overwhelming when you think about how many people will see something at the click of a button from me. And so I think... It is overwhelming, but it was slow to begin with. And then suddenly, you know, so I remember that Christmas. I remember Christmas, New Year 2019, the next year. Mm. People going, Laura, last month you had 2,000 followers and now you have 12. What is going on? Yeah. I remember thinking, oh my goodness, yeah, that's massive. It's a huge jump and it's a huge responsibility. Hi guys, I'm just going to interrupt you for two seconds. I have Laura here who's going to let us know about an exciting giveaway that we're doing on our social media. We are giving away an Unfold Cork Backpack, We Are Tear Fun Water Bottle and Beanie. So make sure to head over to the We Are Tear Fun Instagram later this week to find out how you can enter. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Like you talk about responsibility. I've seen like quite a lot of chat recently. I think more in the realms of like mental health, but I think justice spaces is relevant as well. But it's mm. kind of like we do have voices. We have voices like your, mm. yourself. Um, and that does come with a responsibility of kind of like you've got people kind of listening into you. How does that affect 
like you make like posting something does yeah. it really do you really kind of hone in and be like right i'm making sure this is airtight yeah all my facts yeah. are straight i think definitely so fact checking making sure what i'm saying is true mm. but one of the things i'm learning to be is more inclusive and mm. that that covers a wide range of things so that's gender race mm. ability accessibility and one thing I've noticed is actually people is such a community, they help you. Mm. So I'll post something and people will challenge me in a healthy way saying, yeah. you know, I love that you're promoting this idea of cutting down this or changing this or swapping this or stopping this. But what about these people? Mm. Or have you asked these people? Or is this accessible? Mm. And that's one responsibility I take heavily because the last thing I want to do it's come across like I don't care about specific groups of people. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to make sure that when people are making switches, it's it's helpful to everyone. Yeah. But it's also just creating a space to say, okay, so it's not black and white. You know, we can't just chop things out or ban things or mm. switch things. How can we include everyone and what's the yeah. best option? But there's a huge responsibility with what you say. And regularly I'll post something and be wrong. Yeah. But that's a great space to chat about it. And then... I'll post saying I was wrong about this, you know. So I mm. I did a post about uh, I got my whole church in Glasgow to swap from plastic cups of coffee and tea after the service yeah. to these vegware, which is now completely bonkers and yeah. so wrong. <laughs> and now we've all got personalized keep cups, yeah. and that was a huge. And I posted about that. I said, you know what? Six months ago, I was telling everyone to do that, mm. and that was wrong. And I've learned that. And it's important to also say that. Yeah. So it's all a learning curve. And I think it's important, especially with sustainability and journey to be like, it doesn't matter where you are as long yes. as you're trying and let's get some conversations going. Definitely. I think that transparency is something that us as a younger generation, mm. like if we didn't, if there's even like a slight idea that yeah. someone's trying to hide something or pretend to be something they're they'll not. They'll see, they'll it's see. It's like, nope, I'm out. I'm not listening. Bye. So I think that is like so bang on point because even like with your journey in the sense of like starting small mm-hmm. like you could have very much you could very much now just be like yeah you know I started a blog had you know followers from the get-go yeah. you know people were calling me in to do talks or whatever <laughs> but the reality is like you started where you started and I think it's important for people to know that because yeah. actually whatever we're doing whether it's a blog whether it's within the arts whether it's in like advocacy or legislation whatever it is these things take time and they have to build and on top of that even when you get there like you said you're still a human you still make mistakes so it's really I think it's really great to hear you kind of just start talk about that um you haven't talked about your church I'm interested who is like the less waste Laura audience is it predominantly Christians or not or is it a mix less waste Laura followers so the official kind of stats, I have 86% women following me. Wow, that's really and, interesting. Yeah, and the ages between, majority between 16 and 25, 30. So yeah. young females are who are following me. Yeah. And actually, it's not a heavy Christian following. And it's great to see when I post something about my faith or my church I have loads of people messaging or commenting Mm. saying it's great to see someone being open about their faith Mm. and open about how what they're passionate about links with their face but I have a huge following of I mean I don't know but I mean a huge following of people who aren't overtly Christian and are from a large range of backgrounds and are from all over Scotland the UK and the world and so it's a huge space as well 
for me to also tie in my faith because yeah. I'm like these people are not just Christian young people these are people from all different backgrounds yeah. but I mean demographics are everything and I know that I'm definitely trying to diversify yeah but also place my strengths and know what people are looking for yeah definitely it's interesting though I feel like a lot of the time we think about evangelism or sharing our faith and we kind of think of the kind of like Jesus died for you message. Mm. And we talked a bit about mm. this like before off air. Um, but it seems interesting that even with your story yourself, actually what kind of like drew you to Jesus closer was this whole thing that, oh yeah, Jesus doesn't just care about you. Yeah. Like he cares about yeah. the whole world around you as well. Mm. And it's like great to see how, you've carried that through what you do as well, speaking to people, not even in a way to kind of like, I get I, I get the sense that you're not there kind of like, I'm going to talk about this environmental issue so I can convert those people yeah. to, to follow Jesus. But it's just kind of a natural outpouring of carrying mm-hmm. a, a heart for justice. A hundred percent. I think being a Christian can be uncool or can be actually really controversial. And a lot of the time, if I was a Christian and I didn't even make the connection between justice and Mm. Jesus, what's a non-Christian going to make that connection? And actually it's about making a space and saying, there are so many people out there who are Christian who are doing amazing things. Mm. And actually let's share why they're doing it. And they're doing it because of their faith. And faith is such a positive thing. Mm. It's not a negative thing. And actually my space is so about that. I want to be like, no, I'm doing this Mm. because I care for the planet. I've seen Blue Planet. I care for turtles as well. But actually it's because I've been called to do this and this is worship. Mm. And it's about letting young Christians know that and also letting non-Christians see that and see that this passion from inside of me is not, it's not for my own, it's not so I can boast about it and it's not because it's what I'm paid to do. It's because it's actually a passion of mine that's been given to me from somewhere else. And it was a calling. And actually, if somebody says, why do you think your page has been so successful? Well, I struggled before I gave it to God and then I gave it to God yeah. and it's gone it's gone this way and it's yeah. and it's been fruitful and I do not put that down to just me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, going back really quickly, why do you think that, that gender split kind of exists? I think obviously you yourself are a woman, so yeah. <laughs> I think people identify with that. But yeah. I would say, like I don't have statistics to back this up, but I would say generally the justice space does tend to be kind of held more by women and church yeah like globally as well what is there mm. anything you could speak into that yeah i think you hit the nail on the head with you follow who you're like mm. so you know i'm a young woman so young women will follow me but mm. actually i think there's stereotypes around justice that are unhelpful mm. and i think that because they're there that dictates you know so justice you think of caring you think of mm. nurturing mother comes to mind when you say those words yeah. and then you think about it's funny because actually in the environmental world, when I talk about rapid climate change and activism and getting mm. out on the streets and making big change and corporation change, that seems really, you know, more aggressive or <laughs> yeah. more forceful and more powerful. And then you think of males and that's actually mm. what guys are interested in. And then you look at, annoyingly, the heads of these, you know, organisations around the world that are fighting for environmental justice mm. and the heads of these businesses and they're men. Yeah. But then you look at the ground and who's doing the groundwork and who's yeah. laying it down. But then there's a logistical thing of I'm talking about buying less plastic and I'm talking about your food shopping. 
who does that? Mums, who does that? Yeah. Young women. And actually, that I mean, it is something to think about. You know, my dad, for example, he's cut his car use mm. massively to cut his carbon footprint. Yeah. But I can't think of the last time he ever went to a supermarket. Yeah. And so for him, he goes, well, I don't buy plastic. So what's the point? But, but it's, a, it's an interesting... Whereas my mum has been massively reducing mm. her plastic and switching that out because actually she's the one that's going to the supermarkets and she's the one buying the food. So yeah. for them, it's totally relevant. And yeah. you can see why that happens. 100%. And I think it's interesting as well. Like, I think when it comes to just like caring about justice... I almost think like it's an easier first step when you on when you have experienced a, a lack of justice or mm. at some level mm. systematic injustice. So as a woman, like gender gen, yeah. gender injustice yeah. is strong. Like for me as a black guy, like yeah. I've seen that as well. So I get almost like it's like well, I already know the world's not fair. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to exactly. do something about it. I think that is. I think that's really important that actually there's a lot of marginalised groups mm. who are doing a lot of this work already. And it's because they've seen it. They've lived through this injustice mm. and they can resonate in a tiny way mm. with the massive injustices of the world and they can really fight for it. Yeah. And actually, if you're already fighting for something, no matter how small, you're fighting for something. So you may as well include environmental yeah. stuff in that. And then, yeah, there's people who, luck of the draw, aren't yeah. feeling that much. And so it's harder maybe for them to see it. Yeah, so what do you do with those people? Like, how do you convert, I don't know, Bob, who's just like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. He just, he's grown up in a great area, doesn't really come face-to-face with much opposition in his life on mm. a daily basis. Mm. How do you get him to start being like, okay, well, the environment, this is huge, this yeah. is important? I think you've got to see it. You've got to see to believe, I think. Blue Planet was a wave of the environmental stuff, but actually it's about getting stories out there and it's about uncovering where it comes from. Mm. So actually, are you working in an industry that is a massive contributor to injustice? Mm. And how do you deal with that? And actually, it's saying to people, if you haven't experienced any sort of injustice or you've not been marginalised, if you're in a position of privilege, whether that's your job or whether that's something else, how can you use that to make a huge impact? Mm. And how can you see injustice in your role and make a huge impact because actually somebody working for a massive corporation in a ceo level could make a humongous amount of change and those are the people who are privileged so we need to get to them and we need to show that almost we need to say to them we need you and actually this isn't just for people on the ground but this is we need you and we almost need to dazzle them and say, you are yeah. important. You're so important, <laughs> but you're so important that we need you. Yeah. And it's about getting them on board in a positive way. Yeah. And one thing I always try and stay away from is making people feel bad. Mm. Whether that's someone for buying plastic or whether that's someone for being privileged, I'm saying, don't feel bad. Mm. Use it. Yes. Everyone is doing something and actually you can make a huge impact where you are. And there's no point in people putting people down. Yeah. We need to build them up. And we need to get everyone from all levels to make a huge difference. And it's just very kind of like, it's this ironic thing because the whole less waste law thing kind of, it starts with you kind of being like, I'm changing my individual lifestyle Mm. by doing X, Y, Z. And that will, that benefits the world this way. But you're also just like so open and so honest about being like, but I can't do it by myself. Yeah. And so for you, I guess 
even whether it's whether it's through less waste law or whether it's through what you do at tier fund whether it's just in like the relationships that you have with people around you um how important is that to call everyone into this together it's that sort of thing of if i'm walking around not using plastic or saving my carbon footprint but there's however many billion people not doing anything i'm a drop in the ocean i'm not going to make a change mm. and actually a problem shared is a problem halved yeah. And so it's the same idea of, well, if everybody does a little bit, that's going to make a huge impact. Definitely. And that's the only way a huge impact is going to be made. And it's about encouraging people and saying, well, in my life, I'm so amazing at making these changes mm. and I'm so rubbish at making these ones. But if other people take the slack where I'm yeah. dropping it, then we can see a huge difference. And it's all about that. So there's a great example that I use in, in Glasgow, right? So there's this dairy called Moscow and it decided to go plastic-free, so selling milk in glass bottles. Yeah. And they recently worked out that they've saved something bonkers, like 200,000 oh, wow. pints of milk. So that's plastic bottles that weren't created yeah. from fossil fuels. They weren't made into it using energy. They weren't mm. transported. They weren't then recycled and what mm. even is recycling, you know? And all of that just didn't happen. Yeah. And somewhere there will be a dip in some supermarkets' milk sales and they'll be going, why? <laughs> and then they'll say, well, here we go. Look at all these stats. Yeah. We need to make a change because actually people will follow the money, but it's showing that one person switching to glass might not make a difference, but half of Glasgow changing to glass, that makes a difference. That yeah. makes a huge impact. 100%. So... If you had any tips for a young person start trying to use their platform, whatever it is, whatever that looks like, to speak into issues of injustice and actually how we as a people can change that, what tips would you give them? Always be genuine. So people believe what I say because they trust it, because I'm open, I'm transparent and I'm genuine. Mm. So what I say is from experience and what I say is stuff I've learned and I think it's so important when trying to make a difference and trying to get a message across that you don't try and put a filter over it and you don't try and make it look Instagram worthy or you don't try and sound better than you actually mm. are because actually just say it the way you want to say it. Mm. Be genuine and people will see you with a passion because if not, they'll see right through you. But when you've got a passion for something and a heart for something, people just want to hear about it and they want to know exactly what you've done, exactly your pitfalls, but actually everything, the benefits from it and all of the amazing things that you've came across. And so it would just be start at a level you're comfortable with, grow it from there and just be super genuine with what your passion is. Awesome. That's so cool. That's so good. And lastly, where can we find Less Waste Laura? Less Waste Laura is on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, but Instagram is my main thing. Um, and I write blogs which go on my website but really you can get me anywhere <laughs> <laughs> cool awesome thank you so that was Chris's conversation with Laura what are the points that stood out to you guys for me I think it was definitely the one where um, she talked about empowering people and inspiring them and not making them feel bad and I think Laura does that really well um, at just kind of showcasing what she does 
and showing people easy ways to change very small things in their life to make a massive difference overall. And I think she does that really well. Like even for myself, I get inspired by her every day. Um, and going to Uganda with her and spending some time together, um, I really got to know her in a different light, I guess, because you can see her posts and think, oh, she's got it all together and she's doing this amazing stuff. But it was great to listen to her and, you know, hear that, you know, it took her a long time to get to the stage and she started off with doing small things every day um, and always looking out for things to change, um, what things she can, you know, um, find alternatives to, to live a more, well, a less waste life, which I think is really encouraging for me for someone that has a long way to go, but have definitely um, come a long way as well. So I think it's also really highlighting those small steps that will make a bigger difference in the long run. And that's what I liked about what she said in terms of the kind of small steps and small influence we have. Um, and so like we're all drops in the ocean and sometimes that feels like quite a lonely, isolated thing. But at the end of the day, when we share what we're doing um, and we try and tackle the problem together, we are all individual drops and we become the ocean. Um, and so collectively we can make a difference and we do that by deciding to take individual actions to, in, in response to what's happening around the world. For sure. And I think um, I really liked what she said about just being genuine I think that's really important like you said I think it's quite easy to kind of just look at her social media like pro like profile and be like oh she's got all sorted but she is very like open about times where she's got things wrong or times where actually she might have not thought something through all the way and I think it's important that we always do that that we're never kind of like forgetting our own journey to where we to where we are now and making sure that other people are allowed to go on that journey without like feeling pressured to be perfect definitely well, that's it for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. So for our next episode, we've got something very special planned. If you're not sick of all of our Christmas chat already, uh, we're doing a live Christmas podcast to get you in the festive spirit. So tune in for the recording on Instagram uh, on Wednesday, the 11th of December at 2 o'clock. And don't worry, if you do miss it, we'll be uploading the podcast as usual on the 16th of December. So it's going to be lots of fun. Make sure you tune in. And if you like what you heard today, then hit subscribe and follow us on Instagram at We Are Tit Fund.